everyone, I'm not sure what the listening situation is. Like for you all, I don't know how you're doing it. I don't know if we're over your headphoning it. I don't know if we're doing the whole AirPod deal. Maybe we haven't even gone wireless. And if we're driving, maybe it's an aux cord situation or we just turn the phone volume all the way up, popping it in a cup holder, getting amplification that way. I can't confirm any of that. I really can't. But I can confirm this. Everyone, this is the 40th installment of the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. My name is John. Here's my thing. So I'm in an A-shirt, as you know, should be expected. And I'm sitting here right now, different room. The chair, it's not leather bound, actually north facing portion of the room, got a brick wall. And I'm, I'm thinking the number 40, is there like what significance? I don't know if I should tie anything in. I don't know if I have to address anything. I feel like if an athlete, if they're still performing in their 40s, that's very impressive. That's legitimate. 40 year old virgin, Steve Carell. Is, is 40, a, is that a big birthday? I feel like it's a new digit in front. Got a four there now. We're still 15 years away from AARP. And, and, you know, we've been able to rent a car for 15 years. So I'm not sure, what's the, is the, what's the significance? Because I feel like when we turn 30, it's like, okay, we're out of the 20s now. This is new territory. Kind of a reality check. Is it just like that, but you're 40? I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kind of floating that idea out there. Y'all, y'all can play with it. But everyone, I was just listening to the song Hiccup, um, Amine featuring Gunna Sam. Thank you again for putting me onto it. Feeling real nice. The pint of cold brew. I mean, it's down the hatch. Had a, had a foot-long subway. You can consider that rocket fuel. So just going through the checklist, I mean, the A-shirt is on. The caffeine to calorie ratio, it's perfect. I think that means we got to get it going. Everyone, I talk about Portland a lot on this podcast, and I would imagine some people living vicariously through my experiences in the city. Because a question that no one has ever asked me but an answer, I just, I feel like the people need to know, well, I'll put it like this. So if you ask me a question and you said it like this, John, <laughs> hypothetically speak, like in a very hypothetical world, if I found myself in Portland, Oregon, and I just wanted to experience the food, the food culture, the foodie environment, I mean... How much money would I need to do that for one day? Cold, hard cash. How much would I need? Let's just call it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What's the deal? And if you asked it like that, I would probably respond like this. That is a tremendous question and a good one at that. But we got to understand something. You could probably do it for 20 bucks, but you could also do it for 150. Let's look at it universally though, right? Let's say you're a member at Chase Bank. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the debit card go over to a Chase ATM, insert, there goes the pen. We're pulling out $40, but we're breaking it up into fives. Take the cash, take the card, make sure we close out our session, get that thank you for business or banking there, ever leave you with kind of like the ba-doop sound you get at the end, and we're on our way. Now, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, universally speaking, everyone, because look, I, I hit breakfast, I mean, it's six bucks, it's the bagel, it's the coffee, that's all I need, but I think a majority of people are totally fine sitting down and spending 15 bucks, maybe 18 with tip on breakfast. That's just, that's just how things go in Portland. Obviously, we're a very brunch-heavy city. I think 40 bucks gets you through it. I do. I do. I think you know lunch, dinner, a lot of different options. You could hit it for cheap. You can be full. We've got craft beer here, too. So I think with 40 bucks, we can be strategic, and you could probably operate that way. It's a food-centered city. It really is.
I think in 2016, the Washington Post rated it the number one foodie city in America. And the city, the city very much embraces that. It really does. They'll do food weeks. For, so for example, they'll do like a, a Portland Burger Week, where for $5, you can get a burger at various establishments and, and these restaurants that are participating get a chance to kind of get that creative energy out, those creative juices, and experiment with different stuff like a, like a peanut butter and jelly burger one place might do. They might do a, a kind of like a McRib version of their, like they'll do a rib burger, almost like a, a ripoff of the McRib. I, I've had that before. It's pretty good. They'll do wing week as well. So for five bucks, you can get six wings, dumpling week, five bucks. It's, it's like five bucks and you get a creative version of a different type of food or just it, however they really want to do it. And it's very much pushed forward. You get to go to new restaurants, kind of interact with other people. It, it's a good time. And the city 100% backs this. Right now, Portland's doing something, and I, I, I feel like it's a week thing, but it might be a month. It, it's basically, I'm going to call it a month. That sounds hardcore. It's Portland Food Month. Uh, you'll find these certain restaurants, and it's the restaurants where if you go to Yelp and you type it in, under that price option, you're going to have three or more dollar signs. So, so we're not going there often. But what they're doing is they're doing a three-course, $33 meal which is a pretty good deal considering if you just went up and ordered an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert at these places, I mean, you're flirting 60, probably north of 60, honestly. So 33 bucks, that's a good deal. At the same time, it's still $33 at dinner. So that whole $40 thing doesn't apply here. I'm, that was kind of my intro transition into this current scenario. Nonetheless, a three-course meal for 33 bucks. I didn't plan on hitting it. I, I kind of read the article. I saw what places were doing what. And I was thinking, I mean, maybe, but I'm not going to go out of my way. I, I was hanging out with a friend I was on Friday, and originally our plan was, let's go to some sort of rotational sushi, call it the conveyor belt, salmon nigiri and a Sapporo, good conversation. I mean, that was the evening, and that's kind of what we had working. But one thing leads to another, and my friend got an open invite to hang out with some of his friends at a, um, the, the three-course, $33 setup at this new spot, this new restaurant. You know, impulsive brainstorming we did, we're texting back and forth some phone calls as well, and we decide, you know what, why not? Let's do it. 8.30 p.m., that's when the dinner started. Now, a few things to clear up. Let me set the table real quick. So in Portland, if you looked up a restaurant on Yelp and you saw $4 signs pop up next to it, you could show up to that restaurant in a flannel and you wouldn't be denied service. Might get a scoff here or there, but at the end of the day, there's going to be food on your plate. You just got to pay for it. Also, I budgeted 44 bucks for this meal. So it's 33. I'm thinking, you know, maybe a drink and a tip. 44, walk away. That's expensive, not the end of the world. My friend and I showed up about 10 minutes late. So fashionably late. Um, not crazy fashionably late, but it, I thought it was appropriate. But we sit down, and obviously I met everyone. I, I didn't know anyone else besides my friend. Everyone, fantastic people. Great conversation, a lot of laughing, a lot of smiling. We were there for like two and a half hours, not a dull moment. I'm, I'm being serious with that. So that was great. That was great. But keep in mind, you know, we showed up. Kickoff already happened. They had already analyzed the menu. They already put a drink order in. They had mapped everything out, blueprinted the entire evening out in terms of what we were eating. So, you know, coming in, I'm thinking three courses, 33 bucks, you know, 44 off the debit. All right, manageable. But we showed up and it became immediately apparent that an audible was called. And, you know, we, we did a couple of those three course selections. On top of that, though, got some extra entrees off the normal menu. 
and some appetizers too. A couple desserts as well. To give you perspective, entree-wise, I mean, you're flirting anywhere from 30 bucks for one dish. There were seven of us. We probably got about 10 entrees. We were really trying everything, just kind of taking spoons to it. It's a nice restaurant, so portion-wise, very small. Not Applebee's, not Chili's, uh, more of an experience-wise. So and if you want to really fill up, you might need an entree and an appetizer. They were doing family style, and I'm all for family style. I love that concept, and I don't think it registered to me what that would have done to the final bill until we kind of put the orders in, and then the plates started coming out. And then I was thinking, just doing some quick math in my head, that $44 that I had allocated, maybe got to raise that some, some money. But, you know, I, I'm in the moment. I'm going to enjoy the experience. And overall, food-wise, it was good. Didn't blow my mind, but it was good. One thing I noticed in particular that, that stood out to me, table-wise, probably could have sat four comfortably. Um, keep in mind, we were late additions to the meal, so we had seven people in total, cramped quarters, to the point where, you know, if you have your glass of water, glass of wine, you really got to be careful before you put it down. You don't want anything to tip over. Again, it's glassware. You don't want anything to shatter or break and don't want to make a scene. But in terms of open landscape, <clears throat> kind of tough putting it in there. Elbows are tucked in, every movement concise and with a purpose. And so just making space altogether, bit of an issue. And when you're doing family style, we're doing a lot of passing, a lot of scooping. You're trying a little bit of everything. I don't know what the inspiration for this place was, but the bowls were made of very heavy clay it, to the point where I was holding a salad. It was a beet salad. I, I think there was like tortilla chips and cotija cheese and some sort of vinaigrette. And it felt like if I was blindfolded, it would have been four pounds of raw meat, raw steak. So before the grill, that's quite heavy. And that was just the beet salad, a very light dish. Everyone, I'm not Superman. My wrists, they're, they're not made of steel. If I have some sugar, sure, the veins on my forearms will pop. But at the end of the day, I will fatigue easily if I'm holding something of, of heavy weight. Now, after I served myself that very beet salad, I'm thinking, all right, I'm passing the person on my left. Beets are in lately. A lot of people are doing very creative things. I'm figuring, you know, it's high demand. But looking over at the person on my left's plate, they already had some of that salad. Hadn't actually even gotten into it yet. And obviously the person who passed it from my right, either they didn't want any or they have some as well. So here's the thing. If both people on my outside have had some of this beet salad, that means everyone's had some of the beet salad. It's made a full cycle. It's made a full transition. And here's where things get interesting. So my left hand now, I am literally pumping as much oxygen-rich blood to that left wrist, trying to hold up this clay bowl. Just obnoxiously heavy. There is a subtle anxiety of having to fit a bowl in onto a dinner table. If there's not much room, if everyone's had a bit and you don't know what to do with it and you want to dig in, especially kind of being the odd one out, not really knowing anyone, I'm not sure how to engage. I mean, of course, it's a quick shout. Can we make a little room? Can we do any of this here? But when people are in deep with some sort of conversation, I don't even know how intellectually stimulating it might be, I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to have to tap anyone personal space, that's something I don't want to invade. Every movement with a purpose, but what do I do? Do I scoop the entire salad onto my plate and give it to a, a server, relinquishing not only myself of my responsibilities, but the table of the salad? I mean, that doesn't seem ethical. But the thing is, I'm, I'm going through this in my head and my wrist getting a bit weaker. The clock's ticking. I could play Tetris all I wanted. At the end of the day, these dishes, hardware. This isn't Play-Doh. 
there's only so much room. Do I cause a distraction? Do I get up? Do I put the salad on my chair? I'm running through my options. It's either A, tap the person next to me who's talking to someone. Look, can we make some room? I don't appreciate this. Or I'm analyzing everyone else's plates. Has anyone finished their portion of the beet salad? If so, you want any more? And I kind of just put it onto them. Let's also keep in mind it was a beet salad. It wasn't meat. So diet-wise, everyone could basically dabble unless we had someone who was vegan. The cheese would have been an issue. No one was. So I had the best case scenario. It's an interesting situation to be in. I've done it before. I've been at restaurants with my family members, people I'm comfortable with. And in that scenario, it's not as much... I don't worry about disturbing conversation as much as I'm kind of anxious to actually eat my food, but I'm holding this here and I want to make sure everyone's gotten some. And so not only are you factoring in, did I take too much? Did I take too little? Will this come around again? But where do I literally place it? Time and time again, I think some people do notice after a while, there's someone who's holding a dish for an extended period of time, probably should come in to help. I think that's human nature, but this is an issue, everyone. This happens whenever I think you're out at uh, parties more than, what, four or five people? When the table size, because there's not really a set table for six. I think you max out at four. Then you either have a large table or you have to add on. But then you have to factor in space at the restaurant. It's a dilemma I feel like we might be able to do better with. Do we have to stack a centerpiece in the middle? There's got to be a way to stop this. My wrist, still a little bit sore. You think I'm kidding. Not sure why these plates were so heavy. Don't know, I don't know if it was a mental thing to make us think, you know, we're paying a lot, but we're paying for a lot of food because it was so I don't know how that's working, really. End of the day, though, someone took that beet salad off me. It was, it was very good beet salad. I'm going to add that. Overall, we did a lot of eating. 2.5 hours, a lot of conversation. The bill comes out around 11 p.m., Original math would have said total, if someone put it on their card, you're looking about 250 plus that like 20% gratuity. Let's take that 250, but let's flip flop the five and the two. The bill was $520. There have maybe been three other times in my life where I ate a meal that totaled up to, you know, north of $200. Not once did I actually chip in to pay for it. Young kid, some sort of celebration, not sure what it was. This was a first, uncharted territory. And when I say it like that, I'm trying new things. Nice way to look at the glass half full. In the moment, though, I'm doing the math. All right, I'm paying $74. I want everyone to keep in mind the original budget, $44. So I'm 30 bucks over. I'm a little over budget. I feel like a lot of blockbuster movies, though, I think we go over budget a lot. Is anything ever actually under budget? I budget off every single week. I want to spend this amount of money. Don't think I've ever actually done that. Impulse buy here, impulse buy there. This was that, but at a much larger scale. 74 bucks. It also hurt that I accidentally bought an $18 glass of wine. I didn't mention that. That was a bit of an issue too. So hypothetically, I don't get the wine. Much more manageable. Not that big of a deal. But I did. Learning experience Maybe don't show up fashionably late so I can actually voice opinion in terms of the payment structure. That's just to throw it out there. But then again, I think fashionably late, that's just a part of the culture. And I, I 100% support that. So overall, 74 bucks, not a big deal. 
it was a nice evening. So I would think the biggest takeaway from this has to be whatever we're budgeting, let's just raise that cap a little bit so you don't feel as bad when you go over the original budget. Is that the best way to look at it? I'm not sure. But I am sure of this. Everyone looking at the clock right now, it is about that time. I'm going to wrap it up. I hope we are arriving at work. Maybe we're just hanging out at home, taking out the, the AirPods. Maybe we're turning down the volume on that phone in the cup holder. Maybe pushing off on the auxiliary setup in the car. Everyone, this was the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. My name is John. This all was my thing. The 40th installment. Thank you for rocking with me. Until next time.